Hey, good morning, fuckers, and welcome to another day at the Daily BM. Mike, what's up? Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hey, before we get started, I just want to say I'm super stoked, super excited. Uh, we, so are more, we are going to be in Lakeland, Florida's Sun and Fun Fly-In. Yes, we will. We will have dates for everybody. Uh, we're going to go up, hopefully, from what I understand, we're going to both single. We're both, you're going to go in one plane, and I'm going to go in another. And I, we're going to be able to roll some video and see the different reactions of Mike and myself, which I hate to fly, just so you know. I like to fly, but I hate to fly. So I'm scared to death. And, I've never been excited. And Mike is super stoked, but he's been in small planes and yada, yada, yada. But I have not. I I've have, never been in an acrobatic plane. I've never done rolls. Yeah, so and if he does a roll or he turns sideways, you're going to see me scream, cry like a little chick. Yeah, you're going to see me like a little baby. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like you're just gonna pass out you'll be like yeah, I mean, if like if it, it's not a fighter jet i mean shit if it was a fighter jet i would definitely pass out from the g's it still pull it still pulls g's when you turn i bet mean, it doesn't pull nine g's you know what i mean or anything or seven no g's but or i know i know when i did it i know when i went to a, like a a quick dive on my little oh, cessna even i'm sweating dude stop when I, you know like you can you definitely come out of your seat it's like a roller coaster uh, why do you do this shit Seriously, you know I hate it, dude. So my hand, my, my hand, if anybody could see my hands right now, they are like completely soaking wet from nerves. All right, I'm not even in the freaking plane. You know what I mean? I'm just sitting here thinking about it going, I'm envisioning the plane going sideways and coming in and touching down and go. Because they do touch and goes. It's mm-hmm. Stole Nation. Yep. Um, so go follow them on Instagram. It's S-T-O-L Nation. Uh, Stole Nation. Uh, but there's going to be... Uh, there's going to be plenty of vendors out that sun and fun flying. It's like one of the biggest fly-ins in, in the world, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's like second, is it the second biggest fly-in or the biggest? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, right here in our I own think, What's that, the one called? Is it Oshkosh? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's Oshkosh. Some, yeah, it's Oshkosh somewhere. Out, uh, uh, I just know it's really, really a big fly-in. Um, I know that uh, Swan Brewery in Lakeland is um, uh, going to have a, you know, a truck out there as well. Uh, where we're going to be at. So, yep, you can come over and catch yourself a, a BR, a BR yeah. while supplies last. Um, and then yeah, the, granddad, up- the granddaddy's uh, Oshkosh um, in, uh, oh my God, where the fuck's it at? Mararasha. Um, <laughs> it's in the no, homeland. No, 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 no. It's American. It's American. Know, it's, just um, you, man. it's in Wisconsin. Uh, God, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. It's, in, it's in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. It goes and then the right second. With- it goes right with the cheese festival. Go ahead. And then so the second is the Sun and Fun International Fly-In and Expo in Lakeland, Florida. Yep. So come by, say hello. We're actually going to live stream on those two days. What we're thinking is it's going to be on a Wednesday on on that Sun and Fun and on a Friday. We just don't have the exact times. But we will let all of you know in plenty of time when we're going to be streaming live. We will be streaming live on YouTube Live. We will be streaming live on um facebook and we will be streaming live on twitter simultaneously a simul a sim what do you call it a simul- simulcast simulcast i can't get the damn word the daily BM will be simulcast simulcast for the first time ever so for the first time in human history, history you have two idiots that will be simulcasting across you'll the be, you'll be able to watch people take shits on planes on planes yes you, the man, daily bm in yeah, the see- air You'll see more than a daily BM worth, man. I'll, I'll literally, man. I'm nervous, man. God dang, I am so nervous about that crap. 
What up, bud? But yeah, come by, stop by the tent. We'll have a black tent up with our, you'll see the Daily BM logos uh, on the backdrop behind us. So stop in, say hello, give us a wave, uh, buy us a beer, whatever, you know, hey. (laughs) Buy Brad beers because bring bring, bring sneak, sneak, sneak Brad in a Valium. Oh, God. Jeez, no, I don't want to do drugs. I want to. I want to feel the full horror and full effect. <laughs> um, so what's going on, man? What's, what are we talking about today? You said you had something you wanted to talk about. Um, no. about oh, some, oh, some no. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it was just a funny story. So, so I have a, a metal building on my property. Right. Um, and I just – inside of it, I'm building out a workout area. Okay. Uh, eventually, I wanted to become a full-fledged room. So I moved my Peloton over Christmas into the garage, but I haven't been using it because I've been doing more running lately mm-hmm. and more other and other exercises. But last night, as cross-training, I wanted to do the Peloton because um, the row machine was like – I did that like the other day, and it was fun, but it kind of jacked up my uh, upper body strength routine a little bit because I you know, used so much upper body doing the rows. I didn't want to uh, – had that problem again. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to use the Peloton. Okay. Well, the Peloton requires internet service. Um, okay. Sorry. I had to turn the heater off. It's getting too fucking hot in here. <laughs> You're melting um, your legs. <laughs> yeah, I was. My, the, hair. I the hair on my legs. You don't need to shave off. anymore. But anyway. So um, basically, the Peloton requires internet. Okay. And the building is within Wi-Fi range. Like really close, but it won't penetrate the metal building. The Wi-Fi signal, the so same. there's no signal the inside, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no penetration at all. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, this is not a situation. This is not a problem because I can run. I've got like 150 feet of Cat Cat Six cable that I can run over to my little office and plug it into the switch and just hardwire the Peloton. Shouldn't take me no time at all. So I grab the cable, and I realize it doesn't have one of the ends is missing. Because I must have cut the cable. I did cut the cable shorter because I think it was off a 250 foot roll. Um, it was pre made. So I cut the bitch off, and I'm like, I'm just gonna wire this up real quick. No problem. I've done it. I've done it hundreds of times before. I mean, not nearly as much as you do, mm-hmm. but like, um, I've done it a lot. Yeah, I did it so, for 17 years, man. I know that I, just, I yeah. can do that shit with my eyes closed. But go ahead. You know, um. So I get it cut out, and it's got a rigid like pl- piece of plastic in the middle, so you have to be careful when you cut that so you're not nicking any of those little bitty tiny-ass wires. Right. So I'm sitting out there, and I put the connect together, and then I put it in the tester, and it's like failed. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and it wasn't, failed like a, it wasn't failed like a crossover. It was failed like one of them was not making a connection. And you know once you put the connectors on, you can't take them off and re- like fix it and put them back on. You have to cut it and start all over again. Right. So I cut it and start it all over again. This time – the son of a bitch, I got two of the wires like flip places when I pushed it in there. And because my old ass, even though I have glasses and stuff, it was hard for me to see the different colors. Like I really was having a challenging time. It's, I mean, mostly on the the white and the white and orange, the green and orange and the blue and or no, I'm sorry, the white. Yeah, that's right. The white and orange, green and orange, and blue and orange. Like seeing those three was right. kind of challenging because it was hard to distinguish, especially between the green and orange and the blue and orange. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got it all put together, put it in there, it failed again. I was like, oh my freaking God. It took me six tries and 25 minutes to get the fucker wired up correctly. And finally I got it. And I was like, and it tested fine. And I 
didn't get enough of the sheath on the plug, so the fucking plug slid right the fuck off. So I had to do it again for the seventh time. Seven. It was lucky number seven. <laughs> that one worked. <laughs> it's great. Everything's functioning now, and I'm like, oh, dear sweet baby Jesus, what a bitch. <laughs> there has got to be an easier way to do that shit. Like, there's just got to be. You know, I, I there's been different, like, hand tools and stuff like that, but I've come to find that a lot of those tools, they don't work well. Um, yeah. The versus just doing it the old school way, you know, cutting the sheath back, uh, pulling the wires out, making sure they're all even. I actually formed a little trick, so this might help you. So anybody who's who ever cuts Cat 5 or Cat 6, most of you probably just go to, like, you know the store staples whatever office depot and you just go and you buy a five foot 10 foot 15 foot 25 foot patch cable um but anybody you know that wants to like make custom lengths and i know like mike is one of these guys he's he's i call him the zip tie king um this guy zip ties like eight thousand zip ties under a desk uh he's yeah, just, yeah shit to be organized you i know, know he's just that wires. guy if you guys know what i'm talking about he's that guy all right so now if, if you look under my desk now brad you would be very happy because my desk <laughs> wiring is a fucking nightmare i wouldn't, I be, I wouldn't be happy about it but i bet like eight, you would be ecstatic <laughs> at how, how cluster how cluster fuck this is underneath it, my desk right now our old office dude you couldn't take a 90 degree turn or any type of turn to that thing with at least having five freaking zip ties like back to back and i'm like oh my no, god no. dude you only need two here <laughs> there's like but you you never but you never saw any wires anywhere no. everything looked, yeah, ma everything looked magical everything looked, looked magical, like, like magical like it wasn't plugged in like you have no idea how it worked <laughs> at first glance when you get under when, ah, i was about to go somewhere and, that when you get under his desk when you get under his desk and you yeah, first glance, baby. it looks like one big cable <laughs> but uh nope. it did i mean i mean i'm not saying it it was good looking it was just obsessive but uh in my book as a person that wires out in the field i was just like uh this is a little much but whatever uh for each his own so, i just enjoyed the fact that if anybody tries to steal my shit they can't oh, God, it could take them forever to get the wires yeah it, they it, might it, be able to get the piece but they're still going to spend that 70 80 to get the power supply so yeah, at least yeah, for the yeah, fuck you em. are never <laughs> going to get his battery backup power supply whatever because it is zip tied to shitting back man i mean you're yep. gonna need like bolt cutters to get that damn thing off uh you literally it'd probably be smarter just cut the wires and haul ass you know what I mean? that's what they need to do but then they had to buy the power supply know, then they gotta redo the whole thing but but and all you gotta do is the purpose for them so back to what i'm saying real quick because you know i don't want to bore people talking about wiring but maybe some people might like it but uh <laughs> you just basically cut the sheath back right and you pull and there's i think there's four pair right okay pull the you pull the sheath four back because there's, gotcha. there's there's orange green blue and brown right Yes, four pair. So yep. you just four, you eight, eight wires, four pairs. Eight wires, four pairs. So you basically yep. smooth those out into a straight line, mm -hmm. and then you take a pair of very sharp, just regular house shears. So yep, I did them that. The same length, and the then same length. While you're holding that, then you just put that. You put the tip in, you know, on top of the wires, and then you just literally push it into the crimper, and boom, you're done. Yep, yep. That's what I did. Because <laughs> I watched you do it. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven times. <laughs> hey, seven. Uh, you times know what? I'll tell you what kept happening. Uh, but. I finally realized what was happening because that outdoor cable has such, it has um, a, a heavy sheath on the outside that's to protect the wire. And then it's got an inside sheath that's to protect Correct. the um, moisture waterproof. Right. And then it's got a metal or not metal, but it's got a plastic core running in the middle that has basically, it looked like a, uh, a star 
uh, like an eight point star with each wire coming down its own point. What was happening was, is when I was cutting that piece of plastic in the middle or when I was cutting the sheath, sometimes I would nick one of those wires and it would cause a fault because I was cutting too deeply because I didn't have a good way of getting that sheath off because the, the cutters that I have are designed for indoor cat cable because it's got a pre-made setting where you just click it shut and you can just spin it and it just basically just shaves the outside of the sheath and you can pop it right off and it doesn't damage the wires. But because that other one was so thick on the outside and then the second layer was so thin when I was going through the second layer, I was nicking the damn wires and I was fucking one of them up. Yeah, it's really harder with outdoor stuff because of the fact of uh, I remember wiring up an industrial plant once. Uh, I, yeah. had to run, I had to run like 150 feet, you know, and then put a switch in and then, you know, or a repeater of some sort. But I remember yeah. I remember having to wire the stuff. And let me tell you about this shit. OK, not <laughs> only did it have that thick. I'm, I'm talking like probably quarter inch thick sheathing, right? Quarter yeah. inch. Oh, yeah. I it mean, was it thick. Was fat. Yeah. And but they put a gel, this gel on the inside. Okay, so when you cut the wire open, the gel would <laughs> spooge everywhere. Spooge. It would spooge everywhere. So you'd have this shit all. <laughs> you'd have this sticky shit all over your hands, right? So you, so imagine you trying to do that with gloves, because you didn't want to get that sticky shit all over. Yeah, your exactly. Fucking hands, man. Uh, I mean, and, and I can't tell you the first time I wired that dude, I wanted to kill somebody by the end of the day because it took me all day to do like four major runs you know what i mean because i was like oh my god because you, you, if you don't cut it just right like you said beak, you nick one done you gotta cut it again so you always had to give yourself a couple service loops just in case you know what i mean and that's another pet peeve in wiring hey if you're an asshole and you don't put service loops in and i'm gonna talk to the technicians that even come to your house and you oh pay, yeah and you pay them a hundred dollars a fucking drop i don't pay anybody to oh, drop. i get no. out to do it myself now i just do it me too yeah yeah but i know there's people that pay it if they don't give you a service loop they're a dick of a wire uh, that is my biggest fucking pet peeve is if i have to come in after somebody and they didn't have the courtesy to run a service loop um and for yeah, those of you that up. aren't in those of you that don't have any experience at all all a service loop is is about one to two feet of extra cabling up behind the box so that way when you have to switch out connectors because you know sometimes with humidity and stuff like that the connectors can become faulty yep you have enough rust extra bad mm-hmm. rust get bad you have enough extra cable so that way you don't have to redo the entire run so if you're working on your own place always include a service loop i like to have like a foot foot and a half minimum yeah, see, I always go two I don't, to three feet, and I yeah. and I put I put I put a foot and a, uh, I put a foot and a half up or two feet up in the attic, and then I'll put yeah. a, a foot down and I'll push up into the wall, and then I got yeah. and then that way if I need to move it anywhere yeah. like down the wall somewhere, you know, go back up and pull it down another wall. I'm okay. Extra, I got yeah. enough room to make that turn that ninety and come back down another angle. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, I mean, you're normally going to repull anyway, or you're going to remove it or leave it there and repull another run, but still, it's still. If you have to, yeah, if, if you, you have, have yeah, if you have to, but I like to have it there because sometimes you need to be up and running kind of quick. So if you have that there, you can fix it and get it going because oftentimes the cable is not bad itself. Like you don't normally have to replace it. Plus it's cost a lot more money to do an entirely new run mm-hmm. as opposed to doing, um, a, uh, just a repair on the outlet yeah. itself. Like the, uh, the, the cat five cabling and stuff like that. Um, I also do that with, uh, like electrical, like I leave a foot, and what I meant by foot, foot and a half is on each end. So basically, it's two, it's two to two to two feet, two to four feet. And normally in the electrical um, box, I'll, you know, like for instance, if I wire like anything electrical, I normally yeah. do direct run. 
And the reason why is because on electrical, you're normally not going to replace it. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's also, it, it makes for a cleaner panel. Like, especially mm-hmm. if you're going into the, in a panel environment, you want to make sure the run is direct usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, on that, that, yes. Yeah, you can push a little more slack up into the wall, but the problem with electrical, if you, if you do it like mm-hmm. you do ethernet, uh, the cables are fatter, they're bigger. And if you put a nail in the wall and you splice it, you're fucked. You got to, not only can you electrocute <laughs> yourself, but you could, uh, you could actually, uh, have to repull the damn thing all well, over. Well, yeah, you could also burn the whole house down. But what? The, yeah, <laughs> the, the roof, the roof, arc, and the arc and the uh, the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in electricity, man. I mean, people. You know, more people die by 120 volt, mm-hmm. 110 volt than any other electrical yeah. out the year because it's the most common you know, run. Well, that they, people don't fear 120 because they've everybody's been shocked. You know, like you know, at some point by an outlet on one side, but they don't, what they don't realize is that you're using two hands. So what happens is, is the current goes through your body as opposed to just shocking your one hand. So you're okay if it's on one side of your body. Like if you, if you touch something and you get that zap between your finger and your pinky, yeah, it hurts like hell. It sucks, but it's going through that loop. But if you have it on one side and the other side, it's going through your heart and that's what will stop your heart instantly. Yeah, man. I mean, you don't. Um, what you don't want to do is be like from one point. You don't want to have two points of contact when you're working. Two points on of contact. I, I think it's called yeah. two points of contact. Don't quote me on that. Electricians yeah. will probably, you know, come back and crush me for it. But you don't want to have your hand like on a capacitor and then have your hand on a piece of metal on the other side because then you become that. Because electricity is going to take the path of least resistance. So if it's going, and your body is just. I mean, it, and people don't realize it's your body is yep. water. I mean, it's water. And what is yeah, the most water. conductive mm-hmm. thing? Water, guys. Water. I mean, and it's going to use you as the grounding element. So, yeah. you know, if you're making two points of contact, one, and it's the least path, path of least resistance, which it usually is, you're going to be the one that gets killed. Uh, but I can't tell yeah. you how many training videos over 17 years being out in the field in industrial automation that I would see people, you see people get just blown to bits. I mean, like turned to ash. Uh, oh yeah, I've, I've you know vaporized, and that's why, like, even at home, people don't realize this, man. It's soup. You don't trust turning the light switch off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kill it at the breaker, guys. I'm telling you, man. I guilty as shit. I have done it. I have literally turned the light switch off in my first marriage, and and I was out there doing something, and they came and hit this light switch, almost mm-hmm. lit me the hell up. You know what I mean? And I was like, you and tape it, and, and you know, if tape it off, tape off the breaker, put just throw a piece of like left uh a duct tape over the top of it so that way people know like it's oh why is this off you know like that way they will hopefully stop and be like oh <laughs> someone taped this for a reason not like oh let me remove the tape and turn on this and yeah, you're yeah. anyways like most people I'll tell you the way that yeah, good i'll tell you the way i shocked myself the most um before i was like okay from here on out i'm always cutting the breaker mm-hmm. it would be i would go to put the plug back in the wall mm-hmm. like pushing it in and i would just happen to reach and you know, I change it like if you look at my screen, I would change my instead of pushing it in like this, I would grab it like this oh. on each side, yeah. and it'd be like, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh shit, god, yeah, shit hurts, dang it, what? ow, woo, arm you goes know? numb, yeah, <laughs> yep, and it'd be like, oh man, I cannot believe I just did that, like I know better, you know, so I was like, all right. Cut the power from here on out. Like I'm just just done with it. Like, <laughs> like I said, I've learned that shit the hard way. So I now I literally, I mean, you can do. They call it in the industrial world, and I'm sure they still call it the same. It's called uh, lockout tagout. 
and yeah. uh, what you should really do. They're so cheap, guys. I mean, seriously, this is the best advice I can ever give you if you're trying to do home stuff. All right. First of all, you should always hire a licensed electrician if you don't know what yes. the fuck you're doing. Don't try right. to be Mr. Joe Cool. Hey, I'm macho. I looked it up on Google and I can do it. You know what I mean? If you watching a YouTube it, video is not hiring a professional. Yeah, yeah you got to uh, seriously. Yeah, watching YouTube does not make you a pro. <laughs> all right. Don't get me wrong, man. I took a, I took apart my wash my washing machine and my dryer, and it works, and I did great. You know, back in the day. That's a totally different animal. But when you're yeah, talking you have about a little bit of proficiency in it too, though, correct. I've been in the field. I've been in an automation of, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I can tell you this, man, hire a licensed electrician. Uh, don't try to do it yourself if you have no experience in it. That being said, you can go to any if you have experience, you should already know this. You can get like the lockout tag outs. They're pretty cheap. Uh, you just basically it's a screw and you put a key lock on it, and then nobody can freaking flip the switch on you at all. You have to be the one to remove it um, yeah. So and keep the key in your pocket. I can't tell you how many times yeah. I've seen people leave the key sitting right next to the lockout tag out box. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck yep. are you thinking, man? You know yeah. what I mean? Speaking of safety, I just wanted to throw this out there. It has nothing to do with the topic that we're on, but right. it struck me as such a brilliant idea. If you are benching at home mm-hmm. and working out at home, do not put the uh, – weight locks on the bar oh great advice because i was watching a video this guy was he was going for his single rep max 350 pounds he was in his garage and he pulled up the bar and as he pulled it up his little kid ran over and punched him in the dick (laughs) and the guy dropped the weight on him he immediately took it out of him and luckily he didn't he, he didn't have him on there and he was able to roll to drop the weights off so he could get out from under the bar but I was like, Jesus, that is such smart advice. Yeah. You know, like I have a cage like um on my uh rack. Yeah, so you so can drop I have, it down on the cage. So I have the the bars that are right. mm-hmm. you know, I put I put them right above my chest level. So I can't go all the way to my chest and bounce off my chest. Because right. I don't even know that's proper form. I mean, I've seen on YouTube and shit like that. Bouncing I off your chest? Yeah, I wasn't taught that to, way. You're not supposed to bounce off your chest. Yeah, I wasn't taught that way. I was taught to come like within an inch of your chest and then push back up, like when control I was it. taught back in the day. Control, control the weights. It. Yep. You know, and you know they told me that your single rep max is kind of useless. Uh, I mean, it, it's a lot of bravado, but yeah, it's, it's not. Just going, yeah, look at me, man. You know, it's not. It's not actually beneficial, and and then you can get hurt a lot easier that way when you're trying those single rep maxes. I mean, yeah, it sounds impressive, but it's moving functional weight for me. Um, but I was never thought about just leaving the clips off so you could roll out. And I was like, Ooh, that, that is a brilliant piece of advice right there. Cause mm-hmm. I would have never thought about it because I was always like clip them. So you have them safety. But you know, if you're doing that, I mean, that might be a, a, a good safety. Yeah. I, I, safety, I'm with you on that, man. Net. When I saw that one, I went, man, damn dude, you know, at least you could slide uh-huh. the weight to the right and then drop it out of your other hand. And it'll go to the ground the other way, no matter what, because gravity doesn't. Yeah gravity doesn't uh, lie it goes where it goes you know yeah 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 um, i mean you can just clip one side and as long as you have the one side and you just know to roll that direction or like tiff shift it that way to try to get the weight out but listen and one know. other thing you know i saw the other day and then you know we'll cut out on the, and we'll stop on the safety stuff for the day we're, we're gonna call this one d dyi safety tips you know what i mean that's gonna be yeah. the name of this show but uh another thing too man that like really bothers me that i've seen a lot of is when people pull out of their garage and they're not paying attention and they run oh, their my kid over god yes guys man i know it's hard to see them but these backup cameras on the back of your car now almost every car has one i'm pretty sure almost every car comes standard with them i think they're required to have it now. yeah i think they're required 
listen, slow the fuck down and pay attention to your backup camera. I, dude, I am so obsessed with running over a kid. You know what I mean? Like I go, I, like you want to? No, like I. Depends <laughs> <laughs> on the on the kid, but um, but uh, it's a lifetime goal of mine. Just like, what time you coming over? over? What time you coming I mean, over? Stand I mean, right by are, the car. You, you are getting close to that age where that that comes a viability. Here, here comes that kid. <laughs> I'm gonna run that little son of a bitch over. But um, I can finally blame it on the Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have What'd you say? I don't even know I was yeah. driving. But um, I got confused on the pedal. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> so and then I, then I tried to get off of him, so I backed up, and then I thought I went too far, so I had to go forward again. And then I, then I realized I hit him again. I did it nine times. I'm so sorry. I What'd you say your I name was? What'd you say your name was? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love cornflakes. Yes, they're delicious. Uh, but um, you know, so it's like seriously, guys. I'll jog it around outside. Pay attention. Look both ways. Slow down when you're in neighborhoods, man. I, I, you know. It's not because I'm old either, so haha, the old joke, dick. But um, oh, no, that pisses me off. But I go slow through neighborhoods now. I, I, you know, I even go below the speed limit at times. Like my neighborhood, actually, believe it or not, has a high speed limit. It's 25 through here. That's mine's not, 35. That's, that's what's posted. I'm like, if I'm going 25 to 30 through this neighborhood, dude, I'm bolting. You know what I mean? Some you don't have time to respond to react if a kid runs out with a ball behind mm-hmm. a fence. You know, comes out, you know, flying into the road, and that happens all yeah. the time. Oh, 100. So I was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna go 15. No matter what, and people get pissed. Oh well, get pissed off. I don't care. But yeah, pay attention, man. When you're in neighborhoods, uh, you know, I always freaking feel like a dick when I'm out on the main road because people fly down this road. So I love it when the cops are out there and they're doing their radar yeah. trap over here off of uh, Old uh-huh. Highway 37 because there's there's a little speed trap right by that church, and they nail people all day long. So on my walks, I just smile at people. I'm like, hey, you should have slowed down, dickhead. You know what I mean? Because they fly through this road, man. They're doing 50 down that road, and it's clearly oh, marked know. 30 miles an hour. So that's a serious ticket, 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. So anyway, uh, so we hope you enjoyed today's DIY, uh, you know, <sighs> tips of safety. And uh, Mikey, got anything to add before we get out of here? Hey, everybody, have a great day. And uh, remember, check us out in Sun and Fun. Sun and Fun, it's coming Our up. Live stream. Live yeah, stream, come, come out and see yeah. us, man, even, you know, if you're lucky. Yeah. We might actually come by, come by say hello. Here. Yeah, yeah, we might, we might pull you on air during a live podcast. You never know. All right, get yep. out of your two minutes. No, just kidding. Let's go. <laughs> two get minutes off. I want to come on your show. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, guys, don't forget to head over to thedailybm.com. You can follow us on all our socials, and you can also go ahead and uh, like, subscribe, all that cool shit. So anyway, we're out of here. So we will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one. Deuces.